Rural Report on Heather Duplessis Allen Drive with Anne's Co Foods, New Zealand's finest beef and lamb. Jamie Mackay joins me, the host of the country. Hello, Jamie. G'day, Andrew. You'd know the Puteki Tiki. Uh, uh, I think John Oliver knows more about it than wow. I do. I'm just an interested spectator. It is a beautiful. Well, yeah. who, who are you going to vote for for the bird of the century? I'm going the uh, Tui. I'm going the Tui. I like. How about the Keraru, the wood pigeon? Lovely. I love. We've got one of those that lives in a, a nice tree right beside our house. So that's my favourite bird, except when it flies into the windows. It's <laughs> a big mark. Yes, and I've also seen them drunk on puri berries, and that's hilarious too. So there we are. Righto. Now we've seen pictures of Sir John Key meeting with China's foreign minister. Turns out he's helping Zespri. What's happening? Well, he was on our show last week, actually, before he headed over there, and this is a man with a lot of. Well, a lot of good connections. He's still got a lot of currency in China. And yes, you're dead right. He's met with China's foreign minister to discuss the illegal planting of gold kiwi fruit in China. Big numbers there, Andrew. 8,000 hectares. A a Chinese grower from New Zealand who, who was living or working in New Zealand took some clippings to China in 2016. Um, so this is a real threat to um, our kiwi fruit sales or zespri sales in China. It makes up 25% of our total sales and the China market alone is worth $1 billion to us. So this pirate planting, if you want to call it that, is a real threat. I know that uh, Zespri have been doing their own planting over there. They can control that. Uh, but we certainly don't want to let this one go because uh, it's our major market. So is there any sort of uh, remediation that uh, China can make? Has any news came out, come out of this this meeting about whether they will... I mean, I've heard some ideas of 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 uh, you know paying some sort of licensing fee to us because we created the clipping. Um, look, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that one, uh, Andrew. But when I was a kid, um, and that's a while ago, probably a bit like you, they were known as Chinese gooseberries. So maybe <laughs> we stole them off them, and they're just stealing them back. There you go. I'll throw that one in. That's fair enough. Hey, I went to the supermarket the other day and I got myself a lamb, a leg of lamb and it's sitting in the fridge and I'm about to use it and I was amazed at the price. The prices have fallen. Yeah, they've fallen. But interestingly, we got a text today on our show and I can't believe this and I'm going to do some homework on it because I know the leg of lamb you're talking about, um, well, you can tell me how much it costs you, but they are actually becoming cost effective and that's because farmers are getting paid so little for it. But we got a text through on today's show suggesting that lamb cutlets were selling for $73 a kilogram. Now, if that is the case, and I need to confirm that, that is daylight robbery. Yes. Farmers at the moment are getting $6.50 or less uh, for their lamb per kilogram. That's right across the whole carcass, of course. The lamb cutlets are the prime cut. Um, but the trouble for the poor old sheep farmers is that those those lambs are probably, in fact, almost definitely going to be worth less than $6 a kilogram mm. in the height of the season, January, February, March. So make no mistake about it, Andrew, sheep farming is in real trouble at the moment. We've seen a slump in lamb prices, we've seen a slump in mutton prices, and Strongwall particularly has been on a downer for the past few years. It's creeping back up, but from a very low base. And it's not that long ago, Andrew, uh, that Sheep, the sheep industry was our number one industry. Wool yep. was our number one export. Yep. That ship has well and truly sailed. I don't understand the collapse of wool, uh, but the land prices, I know that it was eight fifty a while. Now it's down to six fifty. It's quite remarkable. And I can tell you what I paid for my leg of lamb. I paid $22.99. And so, well, you, I hope, so you walk well, by your... I ho- yeah? Sorry, I hope every uh, 
Kiwi family takes advantage of these low yeah. prices and supports our sheep farmers in this nation because they're like a leg of lamb at 22 bucks or whatever is probably good value. Oh, it's great value. You stick it in the roast, you, there's one meal, a uh, lovely roast lamb, a bit of garlic inside it and, and a whole lot of rosemary, and then you've got a whole heap of lamb left for a salad the next day. It's two days' worth of food for a family of four and, uh, and for 22 bucks. It's magnificent. Hey, we've got a GDT auction tonight. What do you reckon? Well, this is interesting because we've had four upward auctions in a row since that big drop in August. And you might remember Fonterra went down to as low as $6.75 for their forecast milk price. They've lifted that to seven twenty-five. dollars um, I-, I talked to a couple of experts that I use, Mike McIntyre from Jarden, Nathan Penny from Westpac, and they're both saying down 3% overnight. But they're calling this a blip rather than a change of direction and this is being they're saying this because the pulse pulse auction that they used between global um dairy trade auctions was down 2.8 percent for whole milk powder 6.2 percent for skim milk so we might see a small correction overnight andrew i hope Mm. it's only that Mm. but the general direction of travel for the uh, dairy industry hopefully is heading upwards i got a text in i can confirm as a large sheep farmer from the manawatu that I've seen lamb cutlets for $74 a kilogram in New World, and it makes us all so mad in the industry. So, yeah. Well, avoid... that, that might be the same text who texted us, Maybe. Uh, Andrew. But if, if that is the case, if that is the case, someone needs to do something serious about that because that is daylight robbery. That is over 10 times what the farmers are getting paid for that meat. Now, Linda Top from the Top Twins, they've got a book that they're selling, and she's also encouraging people to get outdoors. Yeah, I think this is a great initiative from Fish and Game New Zealand. Um, they've got uh, Linda or Dame Linda Top uh, as uh, fronting a campaign encouraging Kiwis to take up angling and fishing. So they've got a whole lot of stuff on social media highlighting the many benefits of fishing and hunting, including environmental stewardship and conservation, food gathering, and improving mental health and well-being that we all know those things uh, can do for you. Uh, Last year, approximately 120,000 people purchased fishing and hunting licences from Fish and Game. Dame Linda Top herself, an angler and a hunter since childhood, is supporting this campaign, and she is encouraging Kiwis to rewild themselves, Andrew. Go figure that one. That's great. Jamie Mackay from the country. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.